Coming up the show this week is podcast number 21. We have a fantastic guest, Melissa Kelly, and it is a theme on singing. We discussed the first ever performances. Fuck you, Mr. McPherson. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck Music you. teachers, mad teachers, Ted McKenna, uni, uh, uni, uni students, uh, favourite singers ever, most hated singers, in-ear monitors, most embarrassing stage moments, and would you rather, stage versus recording, <laughs> streaming versus vinyl, and then we have Banger or Saint, we have uh, Frank Sinatra, Mariah Carey, we talk about Devin Townsend, and Aretha Franklin, and then we finish Franklin. off Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Franklin, that's the beer. Aretha uh, Franklin. We talk about the wonderful <laughs> Wicked Lounge that we all miss daily. Oh. Yes, so God let's, rest it so. So let's go. Let's go. Welcome to episode 21 of the COVID Curer podcast, which will contain some bad language. This podcast is on Spotify and Apple, YouTube and Anchor. Give us a like and a follow and a subscribe. Uh, we're a wedding band from Scotland doing this podcast in lockdown. My name's Martin, I play guitar in the band. I'm joined by our lead singer, David Swan. Hello, how are you doing? We've got our bass player, Mark Caulfield. Hello there. And our drummer, Neil McDougall. Hello. We're also joined by a special guest tonight, a boys singer-songwriter and frontwoman of soul band Melissa Kelly and the Smoking Crows, with products from Jules Holland's band and an album mastered at the world-famous Abbey Road Studio, a great singer with a great voice, in the words of Justin Curry from Delmetry, a very warm, warm welcome to Melissa Kelly. Hello. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. How are you getting on with lockdown and stuff? Uh, I mean, there's only so much lying on my kitchen floor and drinking red wine I can do before I actually <laughs> have to go and do some actual work. But, uh, okay, it's all right. Like, um, don't get me wrong, I'm absolutely desperate for, th- for the good old days of gigging, I'm sure, right. like yourselves. But, mm. you know, surviving, more or less. Yeah, I think we're all the same. Did you have to cancel a lot of stuff like the rest of you? Did you have a lot of things planned and stuff before all this came around? Oh, I had stuff stuff booked right through until uh, end of next year. And some of that's been cancelled as well. So, um, in fact, I was gigging, I was gigging what? I mean, I was gigging less for me. Normally, I'm gigging continuously, like, throughout the week. Uh, mm-hmm. But by the time lockdown rocked round, I was doing a very conservative like three three gigs a week, which for me was really really good as far as like taking it easy and not overworking myself because I'm bad for that. Uh, there is a big part of me that's like, Christ, I wish I'd overworked myself right up until lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got I, I did get a bunch of stuff cancelled, but um, oh, there's there's nothing. It is it's so terrifying, and it was really. Uh, it was really like I say. I, I mean, I joke about it, but like the first two months of lockdown, I was literally just like in my house, going insane with my flatmate, like getting dressed up, like gig wise on a Saturday night, and sitting and just drinking in the house because I was like, 
My brain doesn't know that I'm not gigging. My brain doesn't understand. (laughs) So my brain stays out till four. But yeah, but I imagine it like all musicians right now, it's the same, isn't it? We're all sort of like Mm -hmm. twiddling our thumbs waiting for a vaccine or to get back out again. Yeah, definitely. It's been tough. Hopefully a wee bit of light at the end of the tunnel uh, with the talk of vaccines and stuff. So, you know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, absolutely. What do you predict? April? What's everybody think? Back gigging. April would be amazing. April would be amazing, eh? Yeah, yeah. Any day before the summer would be nice. Yeah. yeah. That, that is if good. weddings can actually go back again, and uh, in our respect, but... Uh, for us, yeah. Away, man. I'm 16. If you touch me, you'll be in the jail. Sorry? 16. Can you not hear me, man? You're 16. <laughs> so, I hope I'm, you... I'm 69. I'm 69. If you touch me, you'll be in jail, mate. I'm 69. I'm 16. I'm 69. Fucking Joe. So what? We usually do a sort of loose theme every week um, on this podcast, Mossa. Um, we're going to do singing because obviously you're a singer and uh, you're on this week. So we're going to ask you a couple of questions and we can maybe ask it to the uh, other guys in the band. We've got a few singers actually on tonight. Um, so. I was just interested to know, what's your first memory, Melissa, of singing to an audience? Or, uh, what's the first time that you can remember being um, up there on the stage? I got, I mean, I, I did I did perform a little bit, like, perform in front of audiences when I was a kid, but more so it was, like, one singer, one song at drunken house parties of my parents. They would drag me out, like, like half asleep 10 year old Melissa and make me perform Jackson 5 for their buddies so like <laughs> that was that was my first memory of performing to people um, and it was always like oh go and, go and get Melissa up or go and bring Melissa through She'll, she's she's an amazing chanter get her to sing something so that was like my first memory of singing to people and people going she's she's really good uh, I did I did some I did a couple of different like school things Um but I had a really had a really rotten experience with music education as a teenager, so I kind of canned singing for uh, until I was about twenty one. I didn't sing a note until I was twenty one, just purely because I'd been so put off it by a, a really just one terrible teacher. That was all it was. Okay. Um, but before that, it was like uh, house parties and. Um, family members going, oh, Melissa should sing such and such for her Auntie Jean's birthday and like, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> Not very it's, glamorous. It's, um, <laughs> it's interesting that teachers and people like that can have such an influence over it. Mm-hmm. What was the thing that, that put you off with the teachers? Um, so it was, a, it was a, my, I think it was my fourth year teacher and uh, he, he was... He was a terrible teacher. I mean, as as an academic with a master's now who teaches, I'm allowed to say that. He was absolutely <laughs> a rotten teacher, and I'll tell you for sure, he was. Uh, but he, he said to me one day for if before exams, he's just like, listen, Melissa, he's like, you can't sing. Um, he's like, I don't think music's for you. Wow. I don't think you uh, pres- should pursue hell. a career in music. What year like, was that in? Is that in fourth year, did you fourth say? Fourth year. I, wow. was, I was 15, 16, yeah. What, what a point mm. is a child's life to, even mm. if you were... Well, which clearly is not the case. You should, as a teacher or a person of education, you should never fucking be saying that. <laughs> That's rule one, yeah. surely. Surely, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, of course, my teenage brain, because I was a bit of an arsehole as a teenager, so I, my teenage <laughs> brain went, "Oh well, that's fine then." It's, 
I don't need you to tell me anything. I just won't sing. That's no problem. I sing and shite anyway. And then I stomped off and, you know, didn't sing. But that's yeah. a natural reaction at that age, isn't it, to aye. do that? Yeah. Absolutely, aye. What a, what a wanker. Oh, he's a total wanker. <laughs> His name's Mr. McPherson. He goes, fuck you, Mr. McPherson. <laughs> I fully name dropped you and I don't care. <laughs> Have a master's with distinction now in music. You Check it out. Is he still alive? Aye. Is he still? I should be. It should be. No, and yeah. I'm making it. I'm making it my um my 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 mission in life to name drop him whenever anyone asks me about <laughs> my musical education, on the hope that at some point he might hear one of these things and go, I really fucked up. I shouldn't have said that. But we're going to post on his page, so he'll definitely see it. That's unbelievable. And but no. it's good. That, when did you turn that around? Then when did you decide? Right, I'm going back. Uh, so I went, um, so me and my sister, we went to, uh, I went on uh, a holiday with her to Paris and uh, it was like a, a sort of mad, off the cuff, I'd got my first credit card and I thought I was pure, you know, I thought I was Beyonce. So Gallus. we went to Paris and uh, we went to this bar and there was like this crowd of people in there singing and they were singing like this really amazing like chorus music uh, and we were sitting listening, they ended up chatting away to us and um it turned out that they were like chorus members of the Paris Opera uh, and they invited us back to uh, where they were staying to a party and we went along and then they were doing, they were kind of doing like a, almost like a European version of One Singer, One Song <laughs> and then they asked me to sing something and they were all like blown away and like, oh you're a professional musician, do you do, do, you do music, da, da 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 and I was like, no and they're like, well you're insane, you really should oh. and uh, I, just from that day I was like, Maybe I should, maybe I should sing something again in front of other people and see if they like it. Oh, we're and that was, that that was kind of the catalyst. I mean, yeah, yeah, me too. Absolutely. A drunk night in Paris turned it around. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I can't believe that though. That's shocking, that teacher. Yeah. That's so poor. That's I mean, I, I imagine. What were your you guys' music education in high school? Was it any good? I feel like oh, everyone, every God, musician no. I know has a story. No, no, it's bell. I mean, St. Aidan's and Wishes got a really high standard um, musical oh. department, but I was too That's busy awesome. in Smoker's Corner or <laughs> down, down the midden getting a winch <laughs> to, to bother with any of that. Yeah. So, uh, I sp- Spanko Mark, he gets uh, trombone lessons in Kirmiston and stuff. I, like I had two, two, two music teachers I can remember. One was my trombone teacher, and he was like an incredible musician, uh, Mr. Robertson. Mr. Have you ever watched this? Uh, You're a wanker, and all Mr. Robertson. <laughs> 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 he was at, like he was like um, first year at the Royal Royal College in London, and getting told the teacher couldn't teach him anymore. That kind of like amazing, uh, like um, he played the euphonium and stuff as well. So he taught me trombone, uh, but because of his influence, he was such an incredible musician that made me get interested in music. Um, but his style was like, have you seen Whiplash? You know the mm. oh yeah, like, like proper old school. Hit you with things in that fucking screaming at you. <laughs> like I remember being greeting in primary seven and stuff like that. Like it was bad. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think that's the, the right way to teach personally. But um, nah. if you hadn't done that, then I might have lost interest. Maybe that, mm. I know that's a weird thing to say. And I also have uh, had another super the music teacher. At actual the the actual. Not not an instrumentation not, not not an instrumentation teacher. What's the other the actual guys that do the practical? Uh, just like music teachers at school that do they teach the whole Eating. school rather than just 
an instrumental teacher, just as well, a music teacher is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was notoriously mental. I'm not going to name drop him, but everybody from Cumberland State knows who I'm talking about. And How are you he was with last times 100 <laughs> do, and screaming at kids that weren't musicians and that. Just like, I had teachers that are full blown psychotic. Like, full blown, mm. should never have been in a school. And it should never, really have never been out in public, to be honest. <laughs> Some of these people, no joke, like crazy, crazy. Like, it always the tech teachers, I felt. <laughs> tech teachers were always a bit mental. Shout out yeah. to the mad tech yeah. teachers. <laughs> There's like tech teachers, I know it generalised, but is there no um, connotation of like alcoholism? And tech? Aye, no. aye, aye, they were always blittered, man. <laughs> 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 what about you, Neil? Did you have a musical crazy teacher education? Uh, I was really late to music, to be honest. I, I was kind of into the sport, but then I had to pick because uh, a teacher heard me singing in the showers, and uh, not 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 like in the showers, but and and because uh, I was just mental. But uh, <laughs> I I ended up joining the choir, and then. Met a girl and she was doing music in high school and I was like, right, okay. God, this and is like the know, movie. It, it was, and then I was I was with her for four years and then it was fucking rubbish. But but actually I ended up joining enjoying music because they told me I was an idiot and I couldn't actually do music. Oh. So by the end of sixth year I was like the best student in the class. Very <laughs> similar stories here, very aye. similar stories. Aye. Aye. Well, these I bad had, teachers I, out there, oh. sort yourselves out. This is how bad I was in an exam. I was. They gave me an, an audio test. Now, I, I played no, not one note of music. I just did it all by ear. Anything. And I, I just. It was easy, but reading was terrible. But we had this oral, kind of oral exam, and there was uh, answers I had to answer which time signature this was in. And when they played the music, I heard them all. But what I didn't realise then is that I was subsidising. Uh, I am. Not subsidising. Sub, um, subdividing. Subdividing. Aye. Uh, everything to fit so I could make the music be whatever I wanted 6, 8, 4, 4, 12, 8 I just I just kept fitting well, that's it in the, that's the trick answer to that question aye ah, yeah, mm. but that, that was an idiot for doing that because it was clearly 4, 4 you know so <laughs> um, that's the problem I think with music in general but all that it's like there is they've got a textbook there that tells them you know this is who this is and this is what this style is and this is what it is and as soon as you like deviate or try and not challenge it but say anything different it becomes a problem because they're trying to teach you a book rather than you're trying putting to rules you. in a subjective uh, aye I think even anyway. like there was I had a quite a I don't know if I mentioned this before in the podcast but I had quite a angry teacher in music maybe it's a theme but um, they would question the thing it was talking about pop music and stuff and like where it came from and stuff and the question was like um, who's the king of rock and roll and she'd asked me and I, I said Chuck Berry just not even thinking about it, not because I thought that's what it was, but the answer that was in the book was Elvis, and she just went fucking nuts. <laughs> started screaming at her, honestly, like properly fucking mental. She went mental. To go mental I, know, but but I think Chuck Berry probably is more the king of rock and roll as well, <laughs> like it's totally subjective, subjective it? and it's probably more accurate because, I mean, I don't know the exact history, but it's just a weird way. I think that's the problem with a lot of the ways these things get taught, it's very much. This is what it says in the book, and what you're saying, Neil. That's you're saying the right answer. You know, subdividing it and taking it to a new level. But because it says four four in a bit of paper, then you're wrong. Should have that. Computer yeah. says no. I mean, I stayed because I was on a mission to get a girlfriend, but uh, <laughs> I just, I yeah, it was. I, 
It was funny because then it was years after that I tried to go to college and everything, but I didn't have English. So I was—I was, I mean, I now know I'm like supremely ADHD, like beyond. <laughs> like I cannot—I cannot concentrate on anything unless I'm tapping or moving or <laughs> playing like a full orchestral piece in my head. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I just it's didn't enjoy rain it. Man, that Neil. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did. It followed me to height. It, uh, I went to college as a drummer, dropped out of that. Although I was taught by Tim McKenna, which was pretty cool for like. A year. Um, who? Ted Sonny? McKenna. Uh, who's that again? Is that the boy that died recently? I really, aye. really, really. He was like amazing on the drums. That guy. Aye, I don't aye, know much about. I don't know anything about him. Aye, but I heard his name. Aye. Aye. He, he was He's the guy good. everybody talks about. Aye. 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 He was a guy exactly like me because that was the only reason I stayed for as long as I did because he was like I don't know I know music and I don't care about it or didn't. He does now because he was a teacher on that. But he did the whole. Uh, the whole scene, everything, and uh, it was just—it was nice to actually finally get someone that was sort of a like mind. And then I was like, "All right, this music isn't as bad as I thought it was." But. <laughs> and more importantly, did you get the the girl? Did you get the girl? So I can. Oh, I got this. I got her. Yeah, high school. But as soon as she, just don't be with a girl. Oh, sorry, Melissa. I don't want to like. <laughs> Just, or, or a guy and I'm sure it's a guy as well I haven't had the experience you totally don't, don't get, yourself back there but don't, but don't, don't uh, aye. as soon as you try and have a relationship with someone when you go from high school or they're starting uni and they're ending uni it's just fucked just don't do it don't do it I know that's the classic thing aye. it is just aye, don't do it that is one it. thing I regret for my scumbag childhood is like, not being able to go to uni and stuff like that see when you look back when you're older and it's not for the education it's just for the it looks amazing and, you know, like back then when, but obviously it was, it was never going to be any uni for me you know but now when you look at it a wee bit older you're like, I wish I'd been able to do that at like 18, 19 looks amazing staying mm-hmm. in dorms and just partying all the time see when you see the students when you come out of a box gig and they're all out on a Tuesday night at like 2 a.m. You're like, oh, I'd have loved that. Missed How did I not get that chance? It's probably it's never too late. late. Never too late. It's never too late. I didn't I actually go back till 27. Aye, is that Aye. Yeah. I was Aye. at my scumbag childhood would never have allowed me to go to university. <laughs> it was definitely not in the cards for me. Um, if I, I had to go back and then I was classed as a, they don't call it a mature student anymore because apparently that's offensive. They call it an independent student. Uh, right. Which is deeply depressing. That's true. But also, you've got all the rest of them that are like 19, 18, and having like standing Aye. outside broadcast and sucking all straight on Tuesday Aye. night. And you're like, I've got to go, I'm going to work because like, I'm, I'm a full functioning adult. functioning adult. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think my wife would agree to me staying in the dorms and like going out to the But we'll have a discussion over this tomorrow evening. We'll Not right now, clearly. It's the, it's the number one spreader of COVID, isn't it? Is it? Aye. 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 COVID. I'll take that. The cause. The cause. Neil, think you're up, mate. Is it Aye, you, yes, this is probably your hardest question you'll ever receive, and you've probably oh, been asked it maybe several times in music school. But who's your favourite singer of all times? No, <laughs> oh, um, I I have been asked that question, uh, and absolutely like millions and millions of times. But um, the answer always has to be that there's kind of no one singular singer that's the best ever because 
there's so many different singers that have so many amazing things that mm. I love about them. Like I obviously love people like Aretha Franklin. Like there's uh. there's no there's no getting away from that. She's technically astounding. You know, she's got the most amazing expression as a singer. But then I really, really love singers. See singers like Tom Waits, singers mm-hmm. that sound like they've like been smoking forty a day and they right. haven't slept for three years and they're on heroin. <laughs> I love that. Calm your I man. love that. <laughs> And I know when I listen to people like Tom Waits that like there's no there's very little singing technique going on there that you know they're just singing because they love music and they're a songwriter and they want to sing yeah. uh, but I love that too so I guess I guess that's probably the two answers I could give Aretha Franklin really technically astounded but also people like Nick Cave and Tom Waits that just mm-hmm. are insane people songwriters with crazy voices I love stuff like that class I I that's, that's a rubbish answer no, <laughs> no it's, it's a great answer. answer it's a great answer it's a great answer because usually somebody would just pick one and then discuss how that but I like how you've went through that it's brilliant who's your well, swanny who's my favourite singer uh, sorry no no on you go I'm kind of a, like Melissa a wee bit I think I've not, I see when somebody asks my favourite band or my favourite song I can never ever narrow it down that much do you know what I mean It's you, you would need to at least do a top 10 yeah so it's hard to really get to that point but I always mention her on the podcast so I might as well fling her in Nina Simone's one of my oh, all time favourites I just Lord. love her I don't know what it is about her because I, I listen to a lot of stuff like that but she just she's got something the tone I think mm. it's the tone she's got it's just beautiful but I it's that way I would go with that I know it's a bit um, cliched you know, no, I think it's singer. where like singers, singers that are like really technically astounding. Like you can you can argue that like people like Mariah Carey are like incredibly technically astounding. But yeah. honestly, I I would much rather listen to Nina Simone or Tom Waits yeah, than I would Mariah Carey. Yeah. Me too, me too. And I think it has to do with what you were talking about—the kind of a rawness and that you've mm. came from. Kind of, you know, I, 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 I she's one I of my favourites. What about you, Neil? Who's your favourite singer? Um. I don't know. Uh, it's hard, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, singer, singer, singer. Oh, do you know? Well, like, there's one that I remember really, like, fondly, and it is um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the the blind tenor. What's his name? Uh, Andrea uh, Bocelli. Bocelli. Oh, yeah. That's good, eh? Andrea Bocelli. Uh, I don't know why there was something that he was singing. I think it was a duet with someone and uh, Pearl Fishers or something. And uh, it was bizarre because it was completely out of context, completely nothing to do with anything that I've ever done musically. Um, and then when I heard it, I thought that's that's someone actually like like an instrument. If you know what I mean. I mean, I just I always thought singing is singing. You know, I never really looked at it as an instrument. Um, but when I heard someone that was using it like that. And mm-hmm. then I knew he's blind. I was like, "Fucking hell, this guy's like <laughs> doing something," you know. And I thought, "This is like." And then I, I kind of had a lot more respect for it uh, from then on. But yeah, probably him. Bocelli. Probably you, Spanks. Me, uh, Otis Redding, I think. Ah. Or, or Jeff Buckley, one of two. Toss mm. up, I think. Uh, just Jeff Buckley because he's technically mental, all over the place and that. But um, yeah, probably Otis Redding. Kind of, yeah. I want to greet. Many things, some certain songs is unbelievable. I definitely, that's an easy one for me. Smooth operator. What about you, Merv? Um, I think uh, what you're saying, Melissa and Swanee, it's difficult to um, narrow these things down to. Um, 
one mm-hmm. especially I never uh, mean and there is loads of different voices I know what you're saying with that as well most there's with different people that have got different voices some people actually are aren't good singers but they're good singers if that makes sense in a way like just a voice itself can sometimes like a Bob Dylan or that to mm-hmm. me as a as a a voice so therefore he's a singer he sings his songs so something like that but um, probably Al Green's um, somebody that I quite like I think he's got a lot of range yeah. and a lot of got a good tunes as well um, but the one I was looking up there I just remembered Brittany Howard the singer out of um, Alabama Shakes oh, oh amazing man. she's outstanding she's yeah. so like technically amazing, amazing. man just Absolutely like amazing. properly mind-boggling like, like notes and that so I I think her and Algin are quite similar in some ways, where they've got a lot of dexterity, and they, you know they can, they can, um, they've got a lot of I don't know the technical terms, maybe control, and you know they can bring it up and bring it back or whatever. But uh, people like that. But then again, you know, people like Tom Waits and stuff. And I mean, there's a, there's a even like William Gallagher's got a voice that I, I've grew up listening to. You know, I don't really. Here's a more interesting question then. Who's your who's your all-time hated singer? (laughs) Oh, in in this band. (laughs) (laughs) That's easy, (laughs) (laughs) Spanko. No, who who do you not like to sing, Spanks? Who do I not like to? Oh, that's Mm. I mean that's a harder question than. No, it's not. Well, something that's a that's a professional that I I hate. Well, I just I just that you're not keen on. Somebody you go on that no, don't like that. Well, I, I mine's as easy. That Bjork, I fucking can't <laughs> stand <laughs> that shit, man. <laughs> She's a genius, man. Oh mate, I hate. <laughs> you want about Bjork? She's mental, man. Don't <laughs> about Iceland. <coughs> Calm yourself. That's a difficult. I find that a harder question, man. Don't hate. A lot of people didn't like. Um, oh, the the Welsh the Welsh lassie from that oh, band in the nineties. Because she's got quite an annoying voice. Catatonia. Aye, aye. She seems to be Kedis one that Matthews. I remember. Aye, aye. But I, I don't mind her voice either. It's unique. There, it's definitely a thing where there's people, there's voices that you maybe don't like as much as others. I can't really think of a specific one off the top of my you head. You get any, Melissa? Definitely singing. Um, I do, but a bit like a bit like Mark was saying. I don't. There's no voice. I think I hate, but. Um, there are singers where I'm just like, oh, no. it's I've not got enough rolls and uh, rolls of eyes in my head to to, <laughs> to deal with it. Like uh, people like Taylor Swift, I'm never going to get it. I'm Aye. never going to get it. And there's like she's done a lot of things for like um, you know women in music. Apparently, I mean, I, 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 I don't know, I don't know. There's just you know that way with like certain <laughs> musicians uh, or certain types of artists. Your DNA is just never going to get it. It doesn't matter right. what they sing. Aye. It doesn't matter Aye. what they do. You're never going to get it. Yeah. I think for me, she's one of those where I'm just like, I don't get it. I I can relate to that with her definitely. Um, but be you, Neil. Come on, <laughs> give us a big, give us a big shock here, Neil. <laughs> give us a shock factor. Uh, actually, what's what's his what's his plus from uh, what's his sang plus? Ace of Spades? What's his name? Oh, oh let, let me. Me. Right, let me. I just. <laughs> It was more painful thinking of how he actually sang that, and every time I hear it, I just can't think. Lemmy, I Lemmy, I. Somebody said. Oh, I said Lemmy. No, no, <laughs> Lemmy. That, that was confused I, there. I can't. I just. I don't know. I get. I get the whole like. 
ethos behind his like whole character and that but if it does it, he's like gargling nails and, and trying to mm. shout at the top of his lungs and it's like it's don't get it. I think Aye. he does um, have a really healthy lifestyle though well oh, hard, he? he's Aye. Aye. crazy the thing is um, there's uh, I'm not just saying this for the sake of this but there's people that are um, great singers and then there's people that are great singers when they sing specific other people like Gwyneth McCartney for me oh for They're fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a, serious, for a, a beer. serious a serious point like I think <laughs> tear t- them separately and I think the two of them are good singers but I think when you put it together it's like it's a it's a uh, quite a special thing honestly I read a headline the other day McCartney was saying that he thinks Lennon's song was a cry for help or something what was that I read the other days oh, we are talking about some song he has and Lennon's saying that, eh, McCartney's saying that he thinks it was a cry for help at the time so I'll need to look it up but aye, I knew you would fling one of them in there lads aye. <laughs> I, think, I think they're good overrated liverpudley and wankers <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's almost the same question, almost. Uh, are, Melissa, are you a fan of trained singers, i.e. operatic singers, and do you have a favourite? Um, well, I, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a geek. I'm a nerd when it comes to, like, vocals. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's no singer you could ever put me in front of to make me listen to that I wouldn't find at least something that I'd be like, that's really, really cool. Um, operatic stuff, I actually did uh, go and get a, a, an opera lesson um, a couple of lessons actually uh, a couple of years ago uh, it was really fun to do um, I'll never probably ever sing operatically in front of anyone ever um, <laughs> but I did learn the Ave Maria oh, as part of the lesson yeah, yeah. Uh, and the problem is as well I've got a really dark tone as a, as a female singer so uh, it's uh, it sounds really peculiar because of course as well I've got a soul soul voice and it's it's quite gruff as well sometimes, but uh, I don't really listen to any soprano operatic sopranos. I kind of it's a bit too um, it's a bit too singing my numbers for me. There's so much technique and not Aye. enough emotion for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you've got singers like um, like Mahalia Jackson, the gospel singer, um, from like she was she was around sort of like late late thirties, early forties. She was a gospel singer that was operatically trained, but she had the technique and the emotion. Like she sang, um, like motherless child in summertime and stuff like that, and it was absolutely astounding. Um, but that's that's she's a gospel singer that learned to be an opera singer, so I guess that's why I love her more. Right. So, but absolutely, yeah. But I'm quite geeky with stuff like that. I do want to hear all of the little, all of the techniques and talk about it with people. Like, it's so sad. Because not many singers want to do that. Most singers just want to go out and be a front singer. They don't want to have to sit down and dissect all of the bits that go with it. So, it's just me being a dork on my own. No, that's cool. It's quite cool you do that, isn't it? Mm. I, I, I don't know enough about it to even comment on it. But is it completely different from your normal singing then? The technique yeah. of operatic? Completely different? Is it all... Is it all diaphragm or was there's there's stuff that's the same. There's stuff that's the same for all singers, like you know diaphragmatic breathing and um, support and all those kind of things. But then opera singers do things like they cover um, their vocals when they're going up incredibly high, um, which gives them that sort of, for want of a better turn of phrase, a posh sound when they're right. doing singing in a different language. Um, 
Yeah, there's stuff. There's foundation. So what does that mean the then? So what, what's that? So they, they put is it like an accent on it or something like that? So when they cover, they're basically this is gonna. I'm, I'm revealing. <laughs> I'm letting you see the man behind the curtain now. That I'm just an absolute <laughs> dark. I'm the least cool person you'll ever meet. Um, so basically, what they're doing is they're changing the acoustics and the uh, the acoustics of their throat and their mouth and changing um, where their palate is um, to create a really rich sound. Even though they are mixing their head in their chest voice. Uh, it still sounds like it's fully in their chest, which it's not. Um, so they're wow. they're covering that. That's amazing. It's I, I, if I was feeling braver, I would absolutely do. If I sorry, if I were teaching a student, I would do an example here. But I'm a hundred percent not going to do that. <laughs> Take it away, <laughs> Melissa. Embarrassing. <laughs> That's very interesting. Though. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. And on that sort of technical side, something that I always think is amazing the singers and people is when they can somebody can say like G or whatever and then somebody will just go and sing a G ah, pitch perfect as if they just know no, it. Aye, aye. That's, that's incredible to me like, I don't know perfect how, pitch uh, how you could just know that in your mind mm-hmm. it's like I'm, no, I'm not I'm, I've got relative pitch but uh, perfect pitch I think I'll probably have it at some point just because again geek and I'll, I'll, I'll try and train my ear to do that I think the one thing that was more important to me because I lost I lost all, m- most of the hearing on my left side when I was 19 so oh. uh which makes a really, really difficult live gig. So I had to learn, um, thank God for Pavarotti, because I learned how to uh, understand what key I was in from the vibrations in the stage. So wow. if I'm at a gig, Jeez I have so. to have the bass up really loud in my monitor, because that helps me if I can't hear, um, I know that I'm in key by the vibration that's going on. Um, oh, wow. Wow, really cool. I hate some of your gigs, <laughs> some of the monitor mixes we get, you would, you would hate it. <laughs> yeah. So. And that's all Spanko's fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like gigging when the crows were gigging in places like Box. We all love Box. Yeah. But to be fair, sometimes the sound <laughs> is rotage. Yes. You can't hear fuck all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she has been on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, actually, I used to whenever I'd come into Box on a like on the Thursday night, and I was exhausted, and I'd been teaching or doing whatever all day, and see Shep's shiny wee face behind the sound desk, I was very very happy. Of I course. love Scott from Box, but he's shite at sound. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely keeping that in. <laughs> I would just like to also say that the only reason it is because he's too busy on his phone and he's no interested because he's yep. bored shitless. He just leaves. leaves. He just yeah. leaves. He, he just leaves. goes. I love him dearly, but that's the truth, Scott. You know it's uh, true. Uh, <laughs> he probably would admit that as well, Scott. He would admit that. Just he's like, he'd probably like, because I, I don't care. I don't care. See <laughs> <laughs> now, when I was looking up some of the places you'd played, you've done a few festivals and that. What, um, what's the. Um, what kind of big places? What's the best places that you think you've you've played uh, so far? I mean, sound wise, we did. Um, so we did the the one of the main stages for Eden, um, and that was that was quite a big one because I think the audience was maybe about there's, there must have been about eight hundred people there, maybe a little bit more, um, and the sound on that stage was out of this world. Like mm-hmm. for for somebody like me who's absolutely deep as a post being able to actually hear everything was really wonderful I think as well because the stage was really really huge everyone had their own monitor everyone had their own mix blah 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 um, that was that was beautiful see if I could do every gig like that I would Aye. never need to worry about not hearing myself ever again um, yeah that was that was something else sorry is that the Eden, Eden Project? Uh, no, that was, that was that? Eden Festival up here oh right sorry um, right. where's Eden again? Eden's out towards Stirling, if I remember right. Don't hold me to that. The festival, the festival circuit last year was a bit of a blur. <laughs> <laughs> I.e., I um, was 
very drunk most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> um, I'm going to get a bit geeky on you. Do you wear um, in-ear monitors or do you have a wedge? What's your preference? Because I uh, personally, I, I bought in-ear monitors a couple of years ago and I'd get rid of them went back to a wedge. Yeah. See, not being able, especially in our game when mm. it's the weddings and all that kind of stuff, if you can't hear... Even the crowd, or maybe you know how the atmosphere's building, or even yeah. wee bits of talking in the, the mm-hmm. dance floor, and you know what crowds with other crowd and that kind of stuff. I so feel like it's a disconnect there. when you're there's just definitely as e- world I, I think there's there's a huge thing to be said for that. Um, mm. And it's even on stage, yeah. like, I found I to take one out. I know a lot of guys do that, take one out, but I still felt as if I was compromising something I don't mm-hmm. know and see when I went back to a wedge I really well we went and bought the Yamaha wedges after that and it mm-hmm. was like oh this is what I've been waiting on yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I don't I know a lot of uh, different players um, who use in-ear monitors and I I think they're probably better for instrumentalists than they perhaps are for singers I think but so. for me I just I was getting it was I've, I've tried them a couple of times and I just hated it I hated I'm it I'm glad to hear that I couldn't I understand what was going on yeah. I, I know what's going on but it just it's that disconnect it's just Aye, yeah, it's it feel really clinical I don't yeah. Like yeah, yeah. yeah definitely I think if you were a big massive touring band and stuff like that and you're away from the crowd and you're always on stages then maybe yeah, it's good for drummers I think it's amazing for drummers drummers love Aye, it. Aye, Aye, that makes sense. see anybody else Aye. in the band that's maybe no singing then I think that would be the way to go but I just could not get it. When I first got them, I was like, aye, I like this, It's I've got full control. And But then the disconnect started happening, I was like, I really hate this now. Yeah. It got to the point, I only had them for about six months and I sold them yeah. and bought a Remember wedge. The, you had to keep changing your batteries and making sure you get aye, the batteries the set up and all that. Stuff, hassle, yeah. I, just to, I would never be able to keep them top of Do you know what? Like, another, aye, that's it, Merv, they wee things are a pain in the arse. Um, but do you know another thing? When we were like doing, you know how they clip onto the back of your jeans and your belt when mm. you when I was out like jumping off and doing like dance offs and stuff like that with them it was it just it would come off and it would you'd fall down and you just it was something else to worry about and it was just mm-hmm. like I need to get rid of this now. Um but then every I felt as if I'd just sold mine and then every single band that we passed had just started using them. I was like oh maybe I've been wrong here, you know? But oh. it's good to hear that there's other people that don't like using them because no, I certainly I hated like it. Hate them. Uh, hate them. I definitely I want to hear me people too. having a good time. I'd rather lose my hearing. <laughs> Definitely. Rather lose my hearing. Me too. Aye. <laughs> and that's the thing, like Merv, you wear the, the protection. I I know I should, Aye. but I just I I struggle could, with that. I, well. I don't, do it, yeah. I don't do have it. any monitor. I've just got Aye, I, the protection that you wear. I just the, the ear pugs, which yeah. I say they would never do because it's so uncool, like no wearing ear pugs and that, but you can I can actually hear so much better Everybody. with no one ears and no no whatever, uh, no wedge or that. It's it's ideal. Aye. And I would never go back to. I hate. I hate it. See when you put them in and then you start to sing, you're like, I cannot hear what I'm singing. <laughs> but it's like being in a, under a swimming pool. Maybe a different singing, right enough. It probably. A different I I need to be able to hear the top. End. I need to hear the full range. Top end. I, mean, I feel Aye. like I put the in ear pugs in. I can only hear. You know, it's like putting a the low in the mid. Yeah, it's like putting a, a low pass filter on or whatever. Do you use any uh, stuff like that, Neil? You just straight. Straight in, eh? He doesn't uh, even have a monitor. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Just know. straight in, eh? Yeah. Doesn't even have a monitor. Big He's name no gig to us yet, so. Aye, <laughs> 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 he has. No, uh, I've a couple of gigs, yeah. Most of my gigging career has been without monitors, usually because it's always ego centric front men so they have to have three on us so any time I'm at a gig they have to have I hope that's your previous band you're talking about and and a fan (laughs) and maybe a couple of fans and some palm leaves and shit no no I I literally 
usually it's pretty much three pieces. I've played in different lots of different kind of different bands, but I think I I I'm maybe I'm I'm feeling Melissa on the whole like uh, uh, rumbling. Yeah, like I, I I get a lot of sensory that way because mm-hmm. I've always worn earplugs, so it's to me it's always been muffled is not the right word, but that sort of vibratory more uh, feeling it sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me, it's like the bass amp is coming up my right butt cheek and the guitar amp's coming up my left butt cheek, and then I, I just I just feel it. Why does every section end in your butt cheek? But I just I just I literally watch fingers and hands and and I just I love that. So that to me is more like a gig for me. Like just playing the drums is the not the it's not boring, but I like uh, the workout that I have to do to try and watch everybody and make sure that I'm. Staying with everyone in there. It certainly doesn't look boring watching you. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm never bored. No, it looks like George of the Jungle has nah, been let nah, loose. I nah. know. <laughs> oh, playing live is that is where it's at. Playing live is just it. Yeah. I better explain that there, Melissa. That Neil joined the band and was meant to be starting full time. Was in April this year oh. uh, so uh, actually a played a couple of, uh, no, <laughs> I know I brought the pandemic Neil's fault Covid is Neil's fault <laughs> damn my butt cheeks man that's <laughs> so, so I'm really looking forward to whenever we actually do start that'll be great oh but, man absolutely we'll see what happens oh, it's going to be so good but then half an hour into it we're all going to be like I can't be asked carrying these speakers I can't be asked <laughs> that guy over there is an arsehole I might get him Wait for the buffet <laughs> I just thought Spanko spent so much time on the, on the uh, like Amazon and Tommen websites that we are so modular as we can just pick everything up in one hand and just take it in. <laughs> we may have to play behind glass screens at a really low volume anyway, so I think we'll oh, make God. less is more, you know? Uh, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm all for less is more. <laughs> Even though we've got an Arctic truck at the back now to carry it. This is horrible. But do you know that Scotland's the only country in the world that's banned music in pubs for, for the lockdown? I didn't know that actually. I didn't know that's that. That's quite yeah. shy. Where, where did that come from? I don't know if that's true. It is true. Uh, it is true. Well, was, see, did you see the wee film that Shep was in? It was all the Glasgow oh, and did. Edinburgh is venues. That, uh, no, and it was Shep really was claiming that Scotland is the only country to ban what's his live music. I suppose, um, Scott, maybe that's true, maybe is isn't it? But I would guess that probably most other countries by default, even if, if they never banned it, would have probably ended up in a situation where there's no live music anyway, just through like restrictions and aye, I don't aye. know. And do you know why Scotland had to the banger ratio? Because we've got a bigger banger ratio <laughs> to other countries. There's too crazy many people bangers yeah, in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right Melissa, so what's the strangest, funniest, most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you when you're singing? I'm you're kind of asking how long's a piece of string there because you know I've been kicking for ten years or a wee bit more than that. So everything that could potentially happen has happened to me between falling off Feel of you. stages. Oh, between yeah. I think oh actually no I've thought of one that was pretty bad. Um, when I first started um, gigging in Glasgow, um, I noticed that there's the thing is I work with a lot of uh, men. Um, and they're all incredibly supportive, beautiful people, um, beautiful creatures. But unfortunately, when I first started gigging in Glasgow, I got lumped in with a bunch of very misogynistic uh, players who sort of treated me like I was a complete bobblehead that had nothing inside my brain. Um, so I made a passing joke one night because um, I was like, they're, they're, they're not listening to me or they're just like, 
I don't, I'm not even sure. Um, I'm like, Melissa, what key do you do this song in? So I looked them all dead in the eye and as serious, serious as I could muster. I was like, oh, I do it in, um, oh, what was it? It was H flat. And they all just looked at each other and looked at me and went, okay. And then they just kept going and they just chose the key. And they didn't bother. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I see. I see how this is going to be. You're not You're not going to dig me up for that or nothing. You just think that I think that H flat is an actual key for something. Wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. Wow. But I mean, wow. As far as gigs go, like I like say, I've, I've fallen off, I, f- I fell off of the the stage at Jazz Bar. That was a good tune. Um, in my defence, that's uh, everything, is it? I, I, I'd, I've been doing a twenty-four hour day um, between gigging and working, so I'd been working twenty-four hours, um, and I was just exhausted, and I didn't, I wasn't looking what I was doing, and I absolutely decked it straight off the stage. But the glorious thing about Jazz Bar crowds is you could literally get up on stage and take a shit and they would they would go mental and applaud you like it's part of the gym better work you fucking bitch this is amazing so when I fell I think they all thought it was a bit and they were all like just screaming and like yay like this is not a bit I'm really hard (laughs) somebody pick me up (laughs) but yeah oh man I hope you didn't hurt yourself did you hurt yourself no I think I was so full of wine at that point that that (laughs) I could have probably fallen off a building and been alright so yeah it was fine. I've, n- I've never fell off a stage, I don't think, but we had a bride fell off a stage, <gasps> didn't we, once? A bride. Misty. A bride came up to do a song and she was just oh. a. That was an amazing wedding. The crowd yeah. were really up for it for word going. She was dead, dead nice, uh, but she was dead bubbly and she was kind of a. Hey, can I sing a song? She came up on stage and it was one of. It's a stage, you know, the ones where they can build them to any size so they can take like maybe a corner section away and a corner section away so I'm maybe thinking it was like a big square and they'd moved two away because she was from Kernusty and she was up on stage and she must have thought well this stage goes out to here and it doesn't it was just aye, that was aye, a aye, hole aye, and aye. she just went straight oh, no. down aye. and she landed it was so bad but see on her defence in her defence she gets straight back up and yeah. straight back up on the stage and started singing again I was wetting myself and I was only wetting myself when I seen she was wetting herself because I was yeah. like oh I was quite scared. I thought she'd seriously hurt herself. I was bad because it was like a full blown dink, and I was like, "Oh!" And then she was straight back up. Oh, good for her for getting back up again. Because that's the only thing you can do. Because what are you gonna do? You're like your little inner diva ego can like die a death, and you can just sort of like sneak away, or you can get back up again and be like, "Ah, wasn't that hilarious? I've dislocated my knee." It's kind. It's kind of like when you hurt yourself. That's not so hard. Wasn't so? That's one of the ones. It comes from China. Oh, that was really funny, David. Nice one on the tune, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, insincere bastard. <laughs> right. Uh, oh no! Now, now he's going to get me back because I'm going to play right, my jingle wait here for the Shit. <laughs> <laughs> This is embarrassing. I don't care. Would 
no sense. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Melissa, would you rather only sing on stage or only sing in the studio? Good um, question, Mark. Thank you. Ooh. That is actually answer. really, really hard because, like, those if are the only two. If you had to pick one, I okay, I'd, I'd only ever sing on stage. Then I would right. only ever sing on stage. Here, here. So you would, yeah. you would never then have a recording of yourself potentially. Well, you get live recordings. Loaded questions. That just that would make it even more exclusive and amazing to mm-hmm, go and see mm-hmm. me live, something like that. <laughs> oh, but I, w- I couldn't. I mean, I feel like that's that question as well. For now, is like because I've not gigged for the longest time in the past twelve years. Aye, my aye, brain's aye. like, I will literally, I will gig anywhere after this. <laughs> I will gig like at the shittiest bar. That I was about to say it pays very little money, but that's not true. I absolutely <laughs> wouldn't do that. I like give you lots of money. I'll come expensive or not at all. Um, yeah. Love it. It'll have to be performance. That same. It's funny you should say that. See, my uncle Tommy, mm-hmm. Uncle Tommy McIntyre, he plays piano, plays keys, mm-hmm. and he's obviously from the generation before us shall we say he's an older getting on gentleman mm-hmm. uh, but he played in big bands like Big George in the business and he's he's not in anything like uh, Facebook or YouTube or anything like that and then I, I was up having a drink with him one night and we were having a wee jam and I said why, why do you not get your stuff up he says if they want to fucking see me play they can come and see me play live <laughs> I love that I, like, ah, I, love, I love that, that. I love that I love <sighs> that he says so that's how he keeps it like that you know so mm. it's I like that kind of, there's a bit of respect about that in there it's like yeah. if you want to come and see me you actually need to go up, up off your arse get in the rain get a bus come to the pub and see me and I'll play yeah. whatever you want you know so it's good I like that I like that attitude I you think did. that attitude's good for music as well just because I think because of things like Spotify and all the rest of it it's really devalued uh, yep. live music and what musicians do um, yep. and I mean it's probably there's probably not going to be much of a turnaround on that for quite a while yet but if people are fighting the good fight and doing things like uh, Gregory Porter, the jazz vocalist, oh, uh, his recent him. album. I love him. I literally, I would, oh, oh my God, I walk through fire for that man. I think he's so amazing. <laughs> um, his recent album, All Rise, he refused to put it up on Spotify or any other major streaming services, so you can only buy it on vinyl. That's I amazing. I love that. That's, That's like amazing. a massive, like, well, I think you can get it on CD as well, but it's still sort of that attitude of, Physical. oh, if you're not going to get, yeah. if you're not going to make the effort, then yeah. I'm not, you know, it's not happening. Yeah, my art's worth effort, yeah. I suppose he's saying, you know. That's really they, good. Say, they say the vinyl sales are, I don't know if they're bigger than they used to be, but they're definitely oh, they're on big the way up. at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Aye, they're on the way up. Mm. And maybe that's something, that's a trend that might continue. If that's, if that's a possible way of, you know, like a, a way of doing things, maybe a lot of artists will start doing that and just saying, what, you need to come and buy the vinyl and, and that's it. You don't. And then that's a bit then that maybe becomes more of a sort of income stream as well for artists if they've got a you know a, like a something that they can cash in on in a positive way yeah because at the moment you cannot cash in streaming no you cannot can like see. the streaming streaming royalties are an absolute joke um like the the 
the fact as well that like you've got the CEO of Spotify going up and saying, well, you know, uh, we're no longer in the days where you can just make an album every couple of years. You've got to be releasing every three months. And it's like what you're basically saying is we're no longer in the times where you could make quality music and uh, cultivate your life for information and copy to create beautiful songs. You've just got to pump out a load of shite every three months to make keep your streams up. It's yep. like... What an arsehole. I hope his next shite is a hedgehog. Cause <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole press conference he did, it's like, you're an absolute... Oh, that's crap, a though, isn't it? Aye, that's crap. And yeah. It's really rubbish. And they were saying as well, I read a wee thing that before lockdown, and particularly in the uh, Scotland and the UK, I think it was wide, that live music was starting to see a real resurgence, you know, in mm-hmm. the younger generations. I noticed that my son, who's 16, 17, and they're all really, really big into the live music and going to the gigs mm-hmm. now. And we're that kind of a wind a wee bit, just the generation before him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's good to hear, along with the physical side, that it's starting to come back. And maybe we should all just like, get together and say, right, we're not posting anything online. If you want to come and see us, you need to come and see us. Well, Tommy McIntyre, that's what we should do. <laughs> God, if only if only we could actually do that. If only we had the power to do that. I know. No, you're okay. in the day. Day. Uni- so unionise every musician on the planet some snake would just come in and go no (laughs) there's always one there's always one musician that's like I'm going to undercut everyone I'm going to work for nothing and I'm also just going (laughs) to 50 billion followers because he's the only musician on Facebook oh god (laughs) the crows we did um, we did vinyl for Devil's Luck and um, that was that made us a fair amount of money for the band good Um, because like we were I say we I was worried at one point um, because I really wanted to have it on vinyl just because I love vinyl uh, Mm -hmm. and I'm a geek for it and I wanted to have something physical something tangible uh, because it was my first sort of big album um, and I was like, I'm being an idiot here. I shouldn't be getting vinyl. Or any is anybody going to buy it? Blah blah blah. But they did, and you know, we made That's more from vinyl you. than we did from streaming or um, anything Aye. else like that. For sure, like maybe a hundredfold, something crazy like that. That's mental. Yeah. What was the what was it like for the production setup of it? Was it a bit pricey to get going, or is it can you like, reclaim that back kind of thing? I think after the sales. Yeah, we definitely we definitely. Um, we covered a lot of costs with the sales for vinyl. Um, it is so... I mean, making vinyl's about as expensive as you want it to be, but I think because, like, when we did Devil's Luck, uh, that was all live tracking. Um, so, first of all, you've got the, the, the cost of live tracking a band that, at that time, we were we were a 12-piece band. Um, Jesus. A 12-piece <laughs> band in one room. So, like, when you, when you listen to Take On Devil's Luck, that's one take that's been taken... Um, there was one or two overdubs, but it was all we were all in one room. Um, wow! But yeah, that that cost a fortune, and then um, we were lucky because uh, one of our friends, Graham, had uh, folk that he'd worked with at Abbey Road, so uh, we got in there. But I think the I think the one thing that I learned from making vinyl is it's going to cost you. Aye. But it's only going to cost you if you want something good and you should spend lots of money on mastering because if you're going to put it on vinyl and you, you've got to get it really well mastered. Aye. Aye. Mm-hmm. I, I find vinyl it. as well with the live stuff is really good because it, you're getting the atmosphere a wee bit yeah. off the record. Aye. So, aye, that's I good. feel like oh, yeah, I've been that. listening to live stuff because we you can't go to a gig just now. I feel like... Aye. Yeah. Back to the yeah. thing, but I have been listening to live live albums and stuff yep. like that Corey Wong one is class 
Like just to just to get that energy again, it's just like um I miss that so much. It mm-hmm. must be that anyway, but I find myself listening to, to live albums just mm-hmm. now. I just love it. Aye, aye, definitely. I think it's just a... getting the fix, isn't you? Aye, getting a wee bit be, of aye. fix. That's yeah. all it is. Mm-hmm. You would need a big room for the to, say, to, rec- to record a twelve piece. You know that must. You, where, where was it? You where did you? Um, it was Chamber that? Studios in Edinburgh. Um, it's a really, really great studio. And Graham Young, that was our producer, and Bruce Wallace, they did an amazing job because it was a hard, it was a hard ask what I was asking to do. Um, and like I say, there were there were overdubs, but um, you know, they're kind of they're putting a lot of faith in the band as well when you when when they're accepting a job like that because what they're basically saying mm-hmm. is. I think you're good enough in the time frame that we have carved out for this to be able to get one really amazing take that mm-hmm. we can put on an album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you better believe that I made the crows rehearse like crazy people beforehand. Uh, and I had a chest infection when it came round. So I was literally <sighs> dying on my feet. I was like, I was I was drinking cough medicine and whiskey <laughs> mixed together at one point. It was awful. Oh, but um, it, needed, it needed to be that. Mm-hmm. That time frame, so uh, I they they did an amazing job though, and it was it was mm-hmm. it was it was a nightmare start to finish, an absolute nightmare. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Uh, <laughs> I don't, would not want to live through that again. But uh, you can tell when you're listening to the album, like like the Micah Johnson, who was our, our drummer at the time. Yes, we know Micah. Yeah, he wasn't working to a click. So uh, when you're listening to that, there's no click going on, and nice. there is a naturally small amount of speed up towards the end of the song. But I love mm-hmm. that, like when you're listening aye. like the meters and aye. stuff aye. back aye. in the day, uh, and you can hear it speed up a bit because yeah, everyone's excited. Absolutely. I love that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. So um, was aye. that a conscious decision yeah. to do it live? Was that was that the kind of is that how you kind of planned it in your mind beforehand, or what was it like you, you turn up at the studio and? And decide when you get there. No, it was it was definitely all planned out before because the crows. I sort of prided myself on the fact that the crows, when you went to see the crows live, that it was better than any recorded stuff we had. I kind of loved that idea. And then when it came to making the album, I thought, right, I want it to still have that um, you know clean recorded sound so that people can you know listen to it and not get you know too much uh, background noise and distortion, all that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think I think we were all good enough to do it live and get a really good take and I wanted it to be that and like say listening to old artists like say the meters and um, and all kind of like Tower of Power and bands like that really insane bands there was no click going on there there was just a band who were shit hot at what they did and I wanted that Um, like I say I think the Crows all hated me by the end (laughs) but um, you know the the kind of Somebody has to get it organised though, Melissa. Somebody has to be the, the, you know, keeping it in the lane. That's got to harm, especially for something like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? In particular. This is why I have a reputation as being a diva. I'm not actually, I'm just, I'm a sleep driver. Certainly not coming across like that to me, that's (laughs) for sure. Uh, uh, You don't need a click with Micah anyway. He has a human click. He has a human click, that boy. He's he's an outstanding drummer. He's... um, in fact, when when yeah. Micah obviously got really really busy and he went off to work with Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes, yeah, I was like, how the fuck are we going to replace Micah? Ah, I know. How on earth are we going to do that? We got really really lucky because we had Graham Newbury for a while, and just now we've got Tony McVeigh, um, who who drums for Joseph, um, and Tony's 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 Down been listening to Northern Soul. Sorry, 
Down in the West End? Do you mean he's like a drummer down in the West End? Is it a band Joseph? called Joseph, is it? No, oh, the sorry, band sorry. called Joseph, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, she's, she's, uh, she's been listening to Northern Soul since she was like five years old. So her her, her understanding of like grooving things is really out of this world. So Aye. we got really lucky, really lucky. A soul band <laughs> without a good rhythm section is just like, what's the point? Don't even bother Aye. getting out of bed. Aye. Definitely. Totally. And I think, um, as you said earlier, oh, that's how they done it back in the day, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They just had to get their song practiced, because they used to be in and out, like, like a sort of conveyor belt, you know, yeah. straight in, get it recorded, that's it. Mm-hmm. Bish, bash, bosh, on to the next one, and you had to be like that back yeah. in the day, and that probably is why those older records have got that sort of... Vibe. That vibe. Yeah. Aye. But that, that song, Oi Oi, is meant to have been recorded in one take, in one mic. I love that. I think great song. It's got total energy and stuff, you know, and it's uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Probably. I I think it was Jack White was saying that. um, I mean, I love that that stuff, but you you know, as much as I love live tracking, and we are going to do live tracking for the next album as well. I do listen back to the album on one of the tracks, All For You, was the last track that we recorded of the the session. It was four weeks uh, of creating that album and my chest infection was at the sort of pinnacle of what it was. And on the second last line of the chorus of the last last track, you can hear me absolutely blowing my vocals out like I blew them out. Shaka can on coke blew them out. (laughs) Awful. But I kept it in because I was like, screw it. It's in in tune. It's staying in. Mm -hmm. So... And then I went outside and I smoked 20 fags because I, <laughs> I was like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> What's next for you guys then? See, once we come out, have you got like a set plan, right? We've got these bookings and what, or is it going to be, right, we'll wait to we come out and then we'll start to arrange it? What's the script for you guys? Uh, we've got, so I, I actually, I finished writing the Crow album uh, about three weeks before lockdown happened because um, we were planning on starting recording this year for it. But with everything that's went on, it's just obviously mm. been completely impossible. But it's sitting there, twelve-track album waiting to go. So I'm just waiting for things to start easing a little bit, so we can start rehearsing uh, and recording. But we're um, we're back at Chamber Studios on the fifteenth of December because we're doing a, another live tracking session that's going to be filmed by Wondering Media, um, and it's going to be we're doing a we're doing a live tracking take, not today. Um, which will be filmed, and a live track and take of uh, we're doing Lizzo's Juice going into Aretha Franklin's Respect. So we're nice. doing that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Okay. Yeah, that's, cool, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know how I want to hear that one. going to pull it off. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you want <laughs> that one out? Yeah. <laughs> but we're doing it if it kills me or if I have to be arrested and fined, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about Gigsy? He's got like a few in the diary kind of thing or is it just going to be all recording? We were supposed to be, this is this is the heartbreaker. This is the heartbreaker. And I can, I can tell you now because I know what's going to happen hopefully next year, maybe the year after. We were supposed to be playing the main stage at Kelburn on the Saturday night uh, this year that was that was their biggie um, that's hopefully still happening this next year coming uh, we've Good. got a bunch of festivals still in the books and we were planning on going on tour as well we were supposed to be on tour in October um, so hopefully we'll get a tour next year because we're yeah. booked in for a lot of places because uh, there's a lot of like Northern Soul bars that really love the crows yeah, uh, that are like will. Newcastle and all these other places so yeah. we'll hopefully still get that tour next year, late next year we'll see. That'll be amazing Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long will you be away on the road if you uh, decided? We were only planning on being away for about three weeks um, and Still a that, fairly 
long yeah. tour, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. But having a break in between, though, as well. Um, Aye. Just because, of course, everybody's got jobs and lots yeah. of other things going Aye. on, and they're either in yeah. other bands or they're teaching and da 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 da. So, Aye. Uh, I, yeah, it was. It would have been about three weeks in. Um, part of that as well would have been me uh, going and singing at Ronnie Scott's which is also an absolute mm. shitter but what? yeah because the boys from Jules's band that's um, right yeah they've, they're part of the house band as well in Ronnie Scott's um, right. so we were planning on hooking up and and I would go in as part of the house band for Ronnie Scott's and oh do God. some tunes in there but so do you think that'll still uh, happen? I though? think so, aye. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it's just about coordinate again, coordinating aye. it again. So. Just getting these stars into alignment again. Aye. Yeah, aye. Oh. But well, you've got lots of plans, that's good. Yeah. That's Because I've, I've been forward. sitting in my arse for months doing nothing and I'm like... Haven't we all? <laughs> when I <laughs> come out this all? lockdown, no one will stop me. <laughs> <laughs> like an exercise missile. That's what I'm going to be like. <laughs> Spank, have you got a shitty intro tune for this? Yes, one? of course. You know I do. Don't uh, pretend I don't. Uh, uh, God, I can't yeah, I'm associated with this. <laughs> oh, shit. Banger or said? Okay, Melissa. Frank Sinatra. Banger or Saint? Saint. Oh. Saint? Yeah, I mean, like, the problem with a lot of singers from that era is they were probably really dreadful people. Like, they probably were absolute <laughs> shitheads. But <laughs> if we're talking, like, vocals, vocals and things so like God, that, I, uh, and music, smooth, yeah. Smooth. I love me some swing, absolutely. Yeah. It's quite yeah. Christmassy as well. Aye. Sinatra is Christmas, isn't he? Basically. Yeah. In, in my house, it was anyway. I. And him and Dean Martin just drunkenly singing like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm I'm here for all of that. Absolute <laughs> nonsense. Pure smoothness, isn't it? Yeah. Pure smoothness. He did have a gorgeous voice, though. Yeah, like, absolutely. Absolutely aye. gorgeous. Like I, ma- aye, I make fun a little bit, but like he was no he was a he big was... star for a reason. Aye, absolutely. Mm. What about you, Neil? You're sitting there all quiet in the background again. Neil, come on, give us your thoughts. <laughs> Give us your stat. Let us explore the dark regions of <laughs> Neil's brain. No, I would. I would definitely. I remember hearing the story of like, was it was it Frank Sinatra or one of the Rat Pack or someone that they were very uh, good at singing songs about like Nazi Germany and all that, but un- and no one knew what they were talking about and. But what? Yeah, like <laughs> see, uh, see, Neil like, always takes them away. <laughs> the Hitler loving. No, no, they're not. No, they were completely against it. They were. Oh, they were, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, like it was. What's that song? Um, uh, uh, what's the song? What? Uh, Mac the Knife. Mac the Knife. Oh, that, that, was, that was all about Hitler and sang at the time. That, that was all. But yeah, it's really. Aye, aye. Mac the Knife. Yeah. Mac the Knife about Adolf Hitler. Uh, well, it, about obviously the regime and all this stuff. Sort of them getting their. Uh, uh, no, you don't need to back yourself up. If you say that on this podcast, mate, you heard that it first, ladies fact. and gentlemen. That makes it fact. It is, okay. it they were doing it at a time, obviously, where war was very prolific, um, and uh, yeah, so they they did that as part of uh, a protest like, against taking the, the piss. Ah, exactly, exactly. But because they were celebrities, they can get away with it. Um, but I, so I'd say Saint. I, I'd say Saint. What about you, Spanks? Oh, Saint. Uh, yeah, you kind of beat those vocals. Really amazing. Uh, that's all I have to say really uh, he's probably a 
Yeah, I, I, th I think you're right, Melissa. He's probably a, an old school, 50s, misogynistic prick. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but uh, different times, I suppose. Uh, not that I'm excusing that, but I, I say definitely. Frankie. Grow, grew, up, grew up with Frank Sinatra in the house. You've grew up with everybody. You say that about everybody. Ah, music. Your house must have been fucking mobbed. <laughs> 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 mobbed with music, mate. Definitely was, yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, Merv, Frank Sinatra, does he float your boat? Uh, definitely Saint for me. Uh, amazing vocalist. Um, just when you're talking about Christmas songs there, there's one called The Christmas Waltz. I just walked up quickly. You should check it out if you've not heard it. Um, that's a good Christmas tune, it's Frank Sinatra. But the other thing I was thinking, just when you're talking about um, singing with big bands and stuff, like um, what live recordings, I mean, um, there's a song that's really, really good. And I, I heard somebody talking about how this was recorded in that way. Um, so it's like just Frank singing, but it's, I don't know how many piece orchestra, you know, it'll be whatever, 20 or something. I don't know how many they've got in those uh, bands, but you can really hear it. It's almost like, you know, it's like a battle between him and, um, just try to look it up. It's a battle between him and the orchestra. Um, it's called <laughs> From This Moment On. It's worth a, worth a check. Right. Um, but aye, no, a great singer. Nobody else sounds like Frank Sinatra for me. Mm -hmm. I think he's, nobody else sounds like that. I mean, see all that, the rest of the crooner stuff, I don't really know if I really like that much yet. Mark the Knife is a good tune. I think somebody else maybe sang that. Bobby Darren, possibly. Yeah. Maybe Frank Sinatra sang it as well. I don't. Uh, is Bobby Darren the most famous version? Maybe I don't know. But to me, I don't really know that much about the rest of the Rat Pack stuff. Or really, maybe I've just not listened to it. Or that, or that sort of crooner style. But I think so, uh, Frank Sinatra stuff. Something it's like amazing. Mm. Totally amazing. So I think you can't call him a banger, can't you? Know you just can't. It's just one of the ones that's unbangerable. He's got banger tendencies though. Oh, I think so. Do yeah. documentaries and he's you know got a lot. So of is bangers. he? But is he a wife beater or something? Like no, that? he's pals in the mafia and that he was. But that doesn't make him a bad guy. But do you know what I mean? Oh, it doesn't make him a bad guy. Doesn't it, man? Wrong There's, place, wrong time. Aye, <laughs> I mean, he could have. T I but didn't realise as a mafia connections. Aye, or big time. Aye, aye, he was he's meant to be in the Godfather, aren't he? Well, not well, actually him, but that character. There was, was a uh, meeting in Cuba with all the families and stuff, and Frank Sinatra went and sang for them. So I know that, so I think he was quite connected. Aye, mm. with the dark side. We'd have had some good gear then. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mariah Carey. Let's go to Neil. Neil oh, Mariah. Banger, banger, banger. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I feel for the poor woman because as soon as she sang that Christmas hit single, she is probably at every Christmas tree light up on the planet around this time. She must be she well, must stinking rich, but she must be a know. sad sack of potatoes, man. <laughs> and that whole, like, getting her vocal cords snipped and singing like a dolphin, nah, just fuck off. What? That's the first half Wait, What's that? Know. You can't just throw that, one, that in there. Aye, ah, she got her vocal cords snipped so she could sing high like those dolphin notes you hear her do. That stuff way up there. That's all because she got her vocal cords snipped. Uh, no. Uh, no. A lot of people have done that. Neil said it on the podcast. <laughs> it's fucking true. He's not even used to this. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he used to it? I'm telling Jeez. you, I've been away after many a thing he's said and Google man, fucking hell, that's See, right what? enough. Yeah. Really? <laughs> uh, useless information, that's what I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have and to Google it. a banger. I'm gonna Mariah have to Carey as a is, dolphin. Has she not got like fake boobs? Odds, uh, has she not got odds, uh, um, octaves? 
I'm sure I've heard that. You know how you can have so many octaves. I don't uh, know how many you can get six or seven or whatever. Like because of this dolphin treatment. Uh, dolphin I mean, treatment. I don't want to interject as like a, a, a vocal tutor. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I don't mind. I love learning. It's uh, so she's doing she's doing whistle tones. Whistle tones is um, it's like a technique that you do when you're using false chords and forcing oxygen up through your vocal folds. Um, a really thin stream which creates that whistling sound. Um, if you show me that right now, I will. I will be is, very. I will just. I'll is be, that okay. is that when like, when they, uh, they're on still game and they say sausages and they whistle with the s? Is that the uh, same thing? That's like kind of. That's yeah, that's kind of like the that's yeah. That's basically what you're doing. With your, uh, well, it's not really what you're doing with your vocal folds, but it's kind of like that. <laughs> I can't even do it. Make it, yeah, make it as small as possible. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just it's a, a vocal technique. I think she's got something like. Um, something like six octaves. Don't quote me on that. Um, but you know, I feel like I feel like I. I mean, maybe I'm just better because because I smoked for so many years. I've, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to have a whistle tone ever. Um, I'm not sad about it. I've got four and a half octaves, and I'm quite happy with that. Um, aye, anything above that is like whistling. Uh, too much. I don't like it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think she's a banger. Here you go, Melissa's in the banger. Hey. Loving it. Loving I think it. she's a banger. We're, I gonna, just... we're gonna get to Spanko, but he is gonna scent her so bad. I'm not gonna scent her. The only are, you, you're, you're, well, you're just going with the cool kids then. No. That's I, I, you're <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do now? Uh, no. She. I always remember her MTV cribs being really weird and creepy. Uh, like she was like, no, so that's what I'm gonna say, banger, because she had like a mad. Like multi-million dollar apartment in New York. I remember that. The end this. of it, she just took all her gear off and had like a <laughs> bottle of champagne. Was like, <laughs> I wasn't a crimps, mate. And just sitting watching, <laughs> yeah. just going. And this is what I do, guys. Like that, it was really weird. It's like you know, you're not a human. That's strange. She's but like I'm really intrigued. Aye. I'm really intrigued with this story, Neil. But I can't mm-hmm. find it anywhere. About That's getting the vocal cords cut. Yeah, maybe I dreamed it. <laughs> 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 I, I, I only, I only, I don't. I just pass on information. I don't like filter it in any way or bias it in any way. I hear it, I say it. I um, I don't care either way. You know, I'm quite happy. I kind of wish it were true. I think if that were true, I'd be more inclined to say that she's a saint because I'm like, she is absolutely directly out of her mind. I think that would be great. But the fact that it's, I know it's not, and she's just like got whistle tones and is a complete and absolute rocket. I just. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was something more to do, like you know how, um, uh, like the kind of polyps or anything like that they can develop, yeah. and you have to get surgery and all that. Ah, yeah. I know a lot of there's something about nodules. She had a yeah nodules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she grew a fin, mate. She grew a fin. <laughs> she <laughs> is a dolphin. <laughs> let's circulate this out straight away. Yeah, let's start that rumor. Mariah Carey was actually flipper. <laughs> I mean, you've seen her in that like video, and like the. Washing the cars and all that, she's right oh. at home in the water and all that. So she, I, she's, I think she's, dolphin. she's like the inappropriate auntie. She is. She's definitely. She's a she's bit creepy. Like Spanko says, "I the one that sits in your knee and all that." And you're like, oh, <laughs> just get away from me, you. Yeah. <laughs> she's like that. She's definitely like that. Um, she, and she she's like the Grinch when she smells. She, ah, she does actually. Yeah. Wait, age is she? Spanko. Oh, let's find out. Wait, game another hour. Two seconds. <laughs> Uh, did you see on Joe Rogan Dave Chappelle they, they got the guy to Google you know the wee guy that edits it, and, it and he's like ah, Google that right uh, cheers fingers he calls them fingers <laughs> 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 the guy that Googles around uh, 
Um, what was it? It's better than Spanx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, age. She must be. She must be late sixties. Fifty. She's only fifty. Okay. Aye. Uh, fifty and dolphin. <laughs> 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 that makes her hundred and seventy. <laughs> <laughs> March seventh, nineteen sixty nine, or nineteen seventy. What? What? Ah, that's what she says in Wikipedia. She's a queen. She's a queen. Genuinely, can you see that? I don't. Aye, mate. I'm leaning into. Fuck's sake! It says. Ah, you can't see that, but it does say, born March twenty seventh, nineteen sixty nine, or nineteen seventy. She's she's inconclusive. She's inconclusive. She's sigh. That's. That's a shock to me. I thought she was older than that. She's been I on thought she was older than that. Uh, I definitely yeah. thought she was older than that. But Let's to go have that type of range at that age as well, that's mental. I mean, she's, she is definitely, like, really technically a astounding singer. There's no, no one will ever take that Aye. away from her. She's totally out of this world. But yeah. I think it's just their general, like, that New Year's Rockin' Eve or whatever the hell it was, that recording of her, like poncing about the stage and being like somebody's getting fired and like <laughs> sound engineer's an arsehole and it was just like <sighs> oh shut up Mariah you come out once a year you sing the song and you fuck off home again you know, shut up 10, just 10 shut up do it dollars. Aye. dance it's dance for your money monkey and then go away like that's all I want <laughs> I don't want anything else from Mariah remember one of the, the episodes of these podcasts we were talking about like what the artists like demand in the riders wasn't aye. hers oh, like hers was a million nuts. roses or something aye, it was and, all sorts of flowers aye. Oh, it was aye flowers and zebras and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> she's a fruit loop an absolute yeah. fruit loop I know she'd be kinder but I'm, I can't be arsed in fact I take it back <laughs> I Listen. don't Taylor Swift she's getting a pass now it's Mariah Carey I don't like her <laughs> she was upstaged by a goat remember in that video so I think like after that what? I the had goat, a smaller bit videos. of respect for her after that video have you never seen them never seen amazing. the goat video with it. oh my god it's it's awesome. it'll change your life no, and you can tell me how the goat does it with his vocal cords as well <laughs> I, I, I cried and cried for like a so solid ass video it's quite old now but oh my god see at the time I was, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen it, it, I think it's one of the ones though if it tickles your funny bone it really does but if it doesn't right. you're just like oh, what the fuck is this <laughs> but it's basically a goat singing the chorus to Taylor Swift Oh, right. Have you not seen, seen that? Oh, I think I have seen it. You will seen Trouble, yeah. I think the song is Trouble. I'm not doing the old fancy share, but it's a bit. It's not funny when you do this way. You need to go away and watch it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I think I have seen <laughs> that one. Seen that. I love that. So, so would you say that it's like falsetto mixed with sort of scream? <laughs> Emo scream? <laughs> oh, i tell you something though. There's like, I like, um, recently found this singer. His name is Devin Townsend. Um, uh, and he's out of this thing, world. He's a, he's a metal singer. And he's got like, uh, he's got like seven octaves. And a whole part of his voice is just, I mean, I don't want to compare him to a goat. I don't, I, you know, I'm not selling it here. But he's got like this crazy, like, high fry like really rough range that it's just insane um, and he sometimes sings like, like an opera singer is it Satan shouting kind of thing when it's going really really yeah. high pitched and stuff oh right? it's okay. insane he's totally amazing um, he's he, again he's completely insane and his music is not for everybody but as a vocalist he's like I'd rather listen to Devin Townsend than Mariah Carey there we is go he, what, what bands he in I'm sure I've heard of him before um, he's in 
He was is in he a dead band. Or no, no, is he no, dead no. He was in a band called Strapping Young Lad, and then um, he's now the band that he's got is just like his band. Like it's just called Devon Townsend, and it's a band that backs him. But they're like proper. It's weird. It's like theatrical metal yeah. music. He's totally amazing. Aye, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Well, if you're into that kind of stuff, I've not really heard them, to be honest. So I'm saying brilliant, and I don't even know, so I'm talking shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mariah Carey's a fucking banger. I think we're all. Ah, yes, conclusive. Well, by, yeah, well conclusive. Really banger, agreed. Banger, banger. Um, that's, yeah, how have you put this one in, Spanko? I can't even. I can't even say that. That's after Melissa said that. Well, um, it would be, I'll be. Well, it's going to be easy for everybody this one. Aye, right enough. Aye. Aye. It doesn't need to be a banger all the time. Aye, it could be a scene. <laughs> so, um, it's your all-time favourite, I think. Aretha Franklin up on the banger or sent list. Okay. No surprise what you're going to do here. I will fully fight all these in a field. Any is. Don't say same. Like, strip to the waist, full bare knuckle boxing. I will do it. I can see Neil getting leather in a minute. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. She just said, I can't say no. Yes, I seen. She's like, I think as well, like, when I when I first heard Aretha, it wasn't, um, it wasn't respect my first song that I heard Aretha singing. It was uh, a change is going to come and because oh, um, yes. my mum and dad like my dad really loved blues and jazz and my mum really loved like soul and like pop but when I say pop I mean more like 70s and 80s pop uh, uh-huh. and people like Aretha and Stevie Wonder were like the only artists that ever got agreed on in the house everything else was a fight like my mum didn't want to listen to Howlin' Wolf and my dad didn't want to listen to Dionne Warwick so um, <laughs> yeah Aretha Franklin a change is going to come and I remember even as a child being like trying to mimic her and trying to trying to sing like her I just thought she was an angel sent from above so again be very careful with your answers boys because I will well, fight you in a field that's that's definitely what we're going to do but I actually remember you, I'm sure it was you um, we were playing in Wicked Lounge Aye, that's, yeah. that's when I first met you Melissa I think yeah. and, I, and you were playing Aretha Franklin song on acoustic guitar just yourself mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal there was nobody in unfortunately it was yeah. dead. one of the ones that was quite dead but mm-hmm. oh my god see when we came in and I heard that it was absolutely phenomenal that just yeah. sparked that memory. So I'm going Aww. to say because I ain't fighting Melissa. <laughs> um, A wise Span- choice. <laughs> Spanko, you're up. Saint. <laughs> Shite bag. Everyone's getting beer now. <laughs> oh, God. How could anyone say banger? Uh, saint, absolute saint. You can't, you, can't, you can't beat those vocals and just, yeah, incredible. Incredible. What, what, my favourite song of all time is uh, Natural Woman, believe it or not. Is that her? Yeah. Yeah. Is that? How does that one go, Spanks? Give us a wee bar or two. <laughs> you make me feel like a natural woman. Is the lyrics you want to mention? I need you have to go in there. Uh, but uh, it's actually, yeah. But I'm proud to say it as a man, that's actually my favourite song of all time. Really? Yeah. I, I, it's a beautiful I, song. I just, I'm just, see, it's see when the piano's right? coming at the start. Day, day, day. I'm just like, ah. ah. That's that's music, Stunning. man. Yeah, just the best. That's my favorite really song of all time. You really don't want to fight, Melissa. No, you? that's <laughs> genuinely my favorite song of all time. Is you make me feel like a natural woman, and I'm proud, right. and I'm not afraid to say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, you're looking a bit there as if the body language isn't very good. Oh no, no, I, I'm very open, and <laughs> she's definitely, uh, she's definitely a saint, yeah. for sure. Nerve. Everyone's like, no, it's just the <laughs> quickest one ever. Saint, 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 Saint. Aye, Saint. No, I think um, I agree with everything. I think she, um, 
I don't know all loads about her, but she's got loads of great songs and she does some good cover versions as well. But I think she'd done a lot of good recordings with a lot of good bands and stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of good studios. Um, so I can't remember whether it's like Stax or um, what do you call it? Another place? Muscle Shoals, Atlantic Records. Aye, uh, Muscle Shoals, I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, she's, I know she's definitely connected. Is it, is it Muscle Shoals? She recorded she's a whole bunch of places of because stuff? before she brought out um, I Never Loved a Man, um, that album and with respect and everything on it, she had, um, she released like six albums that absolutely flopped. Like They completely flopped and they were with Would all you? different players. In fact, uh-huh. six albums over ten years and nobody was interested. Right? I heard the thing uh, Neil Rogers talking on a podcast and he was saying either she asked to work with him or he was working with her he asked whatever happened they were working with each mm. other and whatever they were trying to do it never really worked and I don't know if it ever ended up coming out I remember him oh, saying that um, yeah she had quite a tragic career for a Did long she? time before yeah. before she became famous like it was quite it was a rough a rough ride for Aretha because she just um, for whatever reason I mean obviously being a black artist in America at that time was hard enough but I think as well because there was um, I read some stuff uh, back when Aretha was doing interviews and things um, after after she became famous and she had a bit more privilege that way but talking about the fact that like her looks played the part because she was a much darker black woman than some of the other black women like Diana Ross that were doing incredibly well and stuff like that but yeah yeah, ten, 10 years and lots of failure and lots of recording with everyone. She recorded at Muscle Shoals. She recorded like a, with a whole bunch, loads of artists. But yeah. I think she's in that Muscle Shoals documentary about yeah. it. That's how it kicked it off kind of thing. But I, like you say as well, she's a black woman for the 1940s. Was she not from Mississippi as well? She was like deep Aye, south. Yeah, she came she from the deep south. So yeah. lots of obstacles to come over mm. there. So amazing. Good uh, piano player, I think. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, she did that that performance as well. Did anyone see her perform like not long before she passed away? Um, she did a couple of performances. One of them was for I think it was for Carol Carpenter. Um, I can't remember actually. It's it's gone squiffy in my brain. But she did. She played uh, Natural Woman on the keys in this big auditorium, and it was stunning. Um, in fact, she was wearing a big fur coat and she played the keys to begin with. And then when the song really kicked up a notch, she just got up from behind the keys and was like taking her fur jacket off nice. this big, this big old black lady. Aye. Just be like, well, you know, the fur coat's getting in my way now. And then someone else needs to play the keys for me. She was amazing. Aye, I thought complete and utter agreement with everything. Aye. Genius. Yeah, you can't say yep. anything else, especially yep. when you've challenged us to a fight if we do. So <laughs> it's, it's I'm so glad hard. that I'm not going to have to do that because I will break lockdown rules and <laughs> not warn you. You'll just you'll just hear a chap at the door and it'll be me. Square going you. I like that passion. I like it. It's great. Um, th- I think that's all, hasn't it? That's mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that's uh, if you've got anything you want to plug while you're on, or we'll, we'll stick links down in to the... all our four listeners. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess the just go onto the Crows <coughs> Facebook page um, yep. and our Instagram um, just typing in Melissa Kelly and the Smoking Crows uh, and looking out for our live session at Chambers which is going to be up hopefully by the end of the year um, and as well I have a Patreon that I've just started Class, um, okay. which has got loads of content content on it that you actually can't get anywhere else includes That's amazing my mental breakdown over lockdown but like some cool music stuff that I've recorded that you can't get anywhere else either oh amazing so. well send me the cool. links and I'll stick them in the bottom cool. for everybody to thank you 
click away. See, no one problem. thing I wanted to ask you, Melissa, um, mm-hmm. obviously I was talking about that song that I seen you playing in there. Do, do you play keys as well, or is it yeah. just guitar? Do you play yeah. keys and stuff as well? Aye. That's That uh, was amazing, that song. It's brilliant. Wicked Lounge, I think, was like the best possible, like... It was an absolute shitter to play. It really I was. It, it was the time, but oh, the t- it, was it was like you were on for like one a four or something like that, I think, and we were coming in at five. So it was hard, uh, you know, in mm-hmm. midweek sometimes as well. But it was a great place, I suppose. But the staff were amazing. I know. The staff were total diamonds. But Chelsea, big shout out to oh, Chelsea as well. Chelsea, I love, I love Chelsea. that bitch. She's she's amazing, <laughs> isn't she? Oh. See, some, I'm, I'm dying to get her we're on the podcast. We're gonna get her on, aye. I am. I've been saying her. She's going to come on, but um, she's fucking nuts. And she sees some of her Facebook posts. I roll about my living <laughs> yeah, room floor, passion myself, right. laughing at them. I love it about her, but she's just right yeah. down the line, isn't she? It's I love great. her. Honestly, like that. Is, she was the highlight of when I had to go to Wicked, and like the the when it was really really quiet, and I'd get really, really sort of down about it, and sort of going, the "Fuck, am I doing like this? Is we this is like rotten?" That. We were all like but, that. But uh, Chelsea would be there, and she would like we didn't. Me and Chelsea would end up going next door in a wild that was completely dead and me and Chelsea would just be singing with each other and harmonising oh, that's what you did yeah. by the yeah. way imagine that she's an amazing singer oh, oh she's unreal yeah. aye, but used to together would be like some we used to do that all the time we would go and sing like we'd oh, go and sing Stevie Wonder tunes next door because we were just like ah fuck this <laughs> let's go next door <laughs> oh, I'd have loved to have heard that man definitely aye it brings back some memories of some of the wicked gigs. Mind we played like the whole December, some of the midweek ones oh. as well, and there was like nobody. There was nobody. No, <laughs> it was no, and the guys like, right, no, he's going. You're like, oh, fucking. I know. <laughs> it's like nobody's like, here. There's nobody here, but you know, um, but on you go and like. <laughs> They'd be like, can you, can you, as well, there'd be people in there and they'd be like, can you turn down a wee bit? It's like, <laughs> are you having I, a laugh? I know. I know. Uh, I know, and we'd a full band set up in there. I, c- I can't even imagine. Bouncing everywhere off the walls. Off those glass, those, that aye. glass front. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nuts, but I miss it now. It's an Irish rebel mm-hmm. pub now, isn't it? I know. <laughs> and it's not even subtle if you've been in it. <laughs> aye, oh, aye. It's not no, subtle in the least. It's not subtle at all. Aye. I'm no, surprised no. it's not been burnt down or something. I know, I know. It's, aye, it's right out there. But <laughs> Chelsea, is Chelsea change. still playing herself? Who's the, who's the band she's been coast spank? She was Chelsea's with Velvet. Is it Velvet Noir? Velvet Noir. Noir. Ah, that's aye. it. Aye, that's it. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. Sorry. Sorry. That was great, Melissa. Thanks, thanks, very, thanks very much, much for coming on. on. Thanks very much. No, thank, thank you, you very much for having me. That was a laugh. Aye, it's um, something day, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel a bit, bit more human and not aye. just like it's people remember music, right? Nah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you? What's your situation? Are you locked up yourself? Are you in with a family? Where are you? Are you uh, what's your lockdown situation? So I'm with I'm with my flatmate Naomi, um, and Naomi is Naomi's the crow's photographer. So I've like kind of lucked out a wee bit because I've been able to keep content on social media, which most people have not. Because like, what the fuck are you gonna take photographs of? And um, but she's really good at stuff like that. So we are we're in here. Uh, my partner, unfortunately, Levi, he's he's in Wishaw. So, um, That's just around the corner for me. Oh, is it? I I'm mean, I'm not going to lie, we fully broke the rules okay, more than a few times. I'm not going to lie about it. Uh, and if I, he says to me, he's like, I'm going to drive, I'm going to drive over, da 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 da, after, like after we went in four, tier four again up here. And he's like, that, I will pay the £60 fine. It's fine, I'll just pay. He's like, if I'm, if you think I'm sitting in my fucking house any longer, <laughs> da, 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 I think they are, are they in tier four now? Are you in tier four there? Yeah, yeah, we are in tier uh, four right now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, apparently coming out, uh, well, apparently coming out, well, announced tomorrow, but coming out on Friday. 
So I hear. So I hear. I don't know if that's to three or two. Or yeah. I've, I've lost track anyway. I just I don't do know. the fuck I want now, you know. Well, it's also like, as long as you're not running around like doorknobs, aye, then you'll be fine. Aye, like. Well, I should maybe stop that. But <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Some of them I are tasty. It. Some of them are tasty. They wish a doorknobs. You can kind of get enough of them. They're naturally <laughs> spicy. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks very much for listening to the Carbon Copy COVID Curer podcast. We'll be back soon with another ill-informed chat-filled episode. Why not tell us what you think by email, inquiry at carboncopymusic.band or visit our website, carboncopymusic.band. And if you're feeling really generous and you haven't already, please give us a like on our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash carboncopy4 and even our Instagram at carboncopyweddingband. Thanks again. No bangers were harmed during the make of this podcast. Carbon copy reserve the right more than anything they like, and they will. Thank you.